not yours. I said, who knows the battle is not yours. Come on. I said, the battle, he will descend from heaven with a shout. Hey, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Come on. Somebody needs to act like you know you've got a God of victory on your side for just a few moments. Come on, somebody. I said, you've got victory on your side. Well, hey. I hold my peace. Let the Lord fight my battle. There's liberty in this house tonight. There's freedom in the house tonight. I don't know what you've come with, but you're going to leave without it. I don't know what baggage you've drug into the house of the Lord, what heartache, what pain, what struggle, but you're going to leave this place without it. Because the battle is not yours. Victory belongs to the Lord. The scripture said his train fills the temple. He's never met a king he could not defeat. He's never met anything he could not overcome. Victory is the Lord. You ought to say what you're going through right now and say, but you know what? Victory is the Lord's. Come on, clap your hands and act like you believe it. Come on, really act like you believe it. Hey. My, 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 my. Praise God. It would be very easy to fan this flame. But I feel like God has sent me with a word. Why don't we give this music team a great round of applause for leading us into the presence of God right now. Come on, really give them a hand clap. Went up to Ethan. I said, you multi-talented folks just really irritate me. (laughs) I'm serious. I struggle with my single talent. (laughs) These multi-talented folks, they just got it. And then they get the anointing on them, and there's nothing quite like anointed praise and worship. We need to thank God for a worship team that puts in the work and doesn't just put in the work to be talented. They put in the prayer so they can be anointed on top of that. I thank God for anointed praise and worship. Amen. Amen. I give honor to Pastor Myers and Sister Myers and to Bishop and Dr. Myers. Don't we love the leadership of East Wind? Amen. Brother and Sister Richie, Tyler Richie, his wife. They, they, you, we are just so blessed here, are we not? Amen. Amen. Today, as we were walking into the 1030 service, Brother Myers said, I just feel kind of like, you know, when Chuck Yeager was about to break the sound barrier, Yeah, he said things were just shaking. He said, but right when he punched through, it was just like everything just smoothed out and he understood. He went into that new dimension. I feel like breaking the sound barrier tonight. I feel like breaking that sound barrier tonight. I feel like leaving here knowing we've stepped into another dimension. Does anybody believe that here tonight, that we can step into a new location? Uh, God is leading this church into new territory. And God is going to use you as the church 
to be possessors of this new territory. We are the church. I'm thankful for the building, but the building is not the church. It just houses the church. You're the church. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Judges chapter 7. The book of Judges chapter 7. And I do want to get into the word of the Lord and let God do what only God can do. And then we can go home and eat pizza. Or Culver's actually, I think is what's on the menu. I told him, he said, Ruth Chris. I said, I am officially stating my starting moment of being a Bible quizzer. Uh, and he said, he's taking, I, I will be a senior Bible quizzer. <laughs> Amen. I, I don't think I'd be able to beat some of the juniors, but <laughs> Judges chapter 7, verse number 19. If you have it, say amen. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle of the watch. And they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers held their lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. They stood every man in his place round about the camp and the host ran. Talking about the enemy now. Ran. I love this. Cried. Time for you to dry your eyes. It's time for you to quit crying. It's time for you to realize after tonight, your enemy's going to run crying. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Your enemy's going to run, cry, and flee. For the next few moments, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this subject, when the feller went forth. Would you set your Bibles down? Would you lift your hands? Would you ask that God would just speak to us here tonight? Lord, I love you. You have stirred my heart. You've given me your word. I ask that you would use me in a new way tonight. Speak to your people in a unique way. Lord, I ask you right now that you would move in a unique way in this room. And that when we leave here tonight, that we would not leave here saying that was a good service, but we would leave here saying... I'm free by the power of the name of Jesus. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost break every yoke. I pray in this room right now that the gifts would begin to flow and that you would do a mighty work in this house. Let signs confirm this word following. We take dominion over anything that would be a hindrance by the power of the word of God and by the authority of the name of Jesus. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, would you lift your voice in a real apostolic prayer for just a few moments? Jesus, yes, Jesus. 
Amen. Would you clap your hands one more time and would you be seated in the wonderful presence of God? Amen. Amen. When I announced my title and I said the feller that went forth, I don't want you thinking that I'm referencing the southern slang word for a man. Hey, feller. No, but in fact, if you do a search on Gideon's name, you'll find out that Gideon, in fact, was a feller. And a feller was somebody, and this was a term that they would use for this person that was skilled in the art of felling trees. They were skilled in the understanding of that although... The chaos of a wilderness that stands before the natural eye that doesn't know how to fell a tree and and how to clear a forest, it may seem overwhelming, but to the eyes of a feller, he understood that by a sharpened tool and a swift hand, that nothing can really stand in front of somebody that understands how to fell a tree. So as I begin to preach here tonight, I want you to be thinking that Gideon was a man skilled in the art of felling a forest. He knew what it was to stand in front of a forest and cut it down. Take dominion over it and and, and replace something that was chaotic and know that something beautiful can stand there now. We see that As many times in the past of the children of Israel, they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord, Scripture says, delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And when you understand that he has delivered somebody into the hand of something, a hand represents the power of a man. It's the gripping strength. It's, it's something that represents power. When you grab something, it is your, your, your power of your, of the grip that holds on to it. So he delivered them into the power of Midian for seven years. They made themselves, the children of Israel did, strongholds and dens because of the enemy that was upon them. Trying to give them place of security and safety from everything that was going on. They created what they thought would be a safe place. And it is not God's intention for us to be a people of strongholds and dens and caves. It is not God's intention for you to be a people of a den or a cave or a stronghold. But God intends for you to be leading the charge. God intends for you to be the powerful force here on earth. He does not want you held up in a stronghold. He does not want you held up in a den. He wants you being out on the forefront, leading the charge for the church. The scripture says that their cattle and their camels, they, they stomped out all the substance of the land. The children of Israel, they had no hope of a future. It was bleak. 
the, the, the fruit was stomped out. The land was treaded out. It was like they treaded the nutrients out of the ground and they couldn't even grow anything really too great there anymore. They were on their way to starvation. They, their, their, their animals didn't have food. They didn't have food. And whenever they would have a little bit of a harvest, it would be stolen from them. Hope was gone. All they understood was, now I've got to get a hold of God. Like many times before, they cried unto the Lord. And the Lord heard their cry. And by the word of an unknown prophet, he comes and delivers the word of the Lord and says, You have served false idols. You have given yourself to a false deity and a false god. Before God could take care of what was holding on to the children of Israel, he first had to set up to where the children of Israel released and let go of what they were holding on to. We want God to release us from what has a hold of us. But let me ask you, first, what are you not letting go of that God has required? What has God asked of you to lay upon the altar that you have not laid upon the altar? God demands of his people first for you to let go of what you're holding on to. And then he can send his power to sever the hand that is holding on to you. Amen. So God needed a feller. God needed a man that was skilled in the art of severing the root system of the tree that would stand in the forest. He, he needed somebody that could look at something that was mighty and say, as long as I've got the right tool in my hand, I can sever anything. So God calls Gideon. He says, Gideon, I need you to be a mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, I'm the least of them all. My family's the least. I'm the least. We're a nothing and a nobody. God always starts with the somebody that's willing to give at least their little bit. God just needs somebody in this room to say, I may not have it all together, but what I do have. But what I do have, I'm willing to let the Lord use. God calls the feller. To go forth. And he calls this man. And watch what he does. He says first Gideon. I'm asking you to go. And tear down the altar of Baal. Watch. And cut the grove. Beside the altar of Baal. God had to release the feller. To go forth. uh, To sever what Israel was holding on to. Before he could sever. What was holding on to Israel. So he calls a man and he says, tear down the altar of Baal and cut the groves down that is beside the altar of Baal. You see, those groves represented a place of nature worship. They represented a place where people would go and they would worship the trees and they would worship Mother Nature and they would worship the creation instead of its creator. God said, Gideon, I need you to take care of what they're holding on to. Let me preach to this church today. There are some folks that are going to have to lay some things upon an altar tonight. 
We said we want to be used by God today. And God desires to use you. God desires to anoint you. God desires to team with you. But first, you've got to let go of what you're holding on to. He told him, he said, you tear those groves down. That, that grove worship, that is what we call the, the love everybody movement. That's what fueled the, the, the hippie movement that went through. Love everything, love everybody, love nature, love, because spirits never die. Molech is what's behind abortion. Uh, Jezebel is what's behind most uh, of what's going on in the political realm. Uh, as she manipulates people and things. Spirits never die. So I'm here tonight to preach to every young person and to preach to every individual under the sound of my voice. We have got to tear down some groves in our lives tonight. You've got to tear down some distractions and they must never live again. You've got to tear down some things that have held you back and they must never live again. Oh, somebody, we've got to turn the TV off a little bit and get into a prayer room. We've got to get off of social media, put our face in the carpet, and resurrect the altar of the Lord. You must first take care of what you're holding on to before God can take care of what's holding on to you. Uh, I felt impressed tonight to talk to my generation for just a little bit. You better hear me. You better lay the video game down and put your nose in the book. You better get off of social media and you better start learning why we do what we do. Why we worship the way we worship. I'm so thankful for the Bible quizzers that sit up here that are putting the word in their heart. You better start laying some distractions down because what you don't realize, church, is we are allowing things to become idols of distractions that are holding us back. We've got to lay some stuff down. He had to let the feller go forth. To sever the grove and tear down the altar of Baal. And watch. He told him, Gideon, use the wood from the grove to fuel the fire unto me. You know why some of y'all can't get the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in your life again? Because it takes the fuel of the idol that you have erected in your life to become the fuel of the fire of the... Hello, somebody. When the fire fell on the altar and Gideon resurrected it unto the Lord, he had to use the wood from the grove worship. You want the fire back in your home? Tear some idols down. You want the fire back in your family? Where's my help now? Tear some altars down. We all want to be used by God. But don't make me sacrifice. Don't make me lay anything down. Don't require anything of me. Before God, before God can sever what's holding on to us. We have to sever what we're holding on to. 
We got to tear down some groves. We got to tear down some altars. We've got to pull some high things down. I feel a witness of the Spirit in that right there. We've got to get rid of distractions. We're not playing games. God has sent me on a very introspective look over the last few months and especially last year. And I have asked him every day in my life of my prayer time with him, what can I give to you today? What, 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 what is something that I can do, God, that may not be comfortable for me? And <laughs> because I want the fire to be burning in my home. <laughs> I want the fire of God to be burning in my life. And I'm coming to the understanding. God requires a sacrifice on that altar. Paul said, I've got to die every single day of my life. I've got to get this old carnal goat and lay myself upon the altar and say, die, flesh, die, flesh, die. He severed. They were holding on to. And watch the nerve of the people. They're going to kill him. Because he tore down the God that they decided to serve. Lowercase g. And I love what Gideon's father says. If he's really a God, he'll speak for himself. Sounds a little bit like Elijah. Let the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. It is in Isaiah 43. He said, he who hath ears to hear and he who hath eyes to see. He began to talk about the false witnesses of the world. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. He said, but let those say it is truth. He was talking about a coming moment when the eyes of the people would be dimmed to the reality of what truth is. But I've come today to say, Hey, there is truth and I'm willing to sacrifice for it. I wish there would be some, some Gideons that are some contenders with Baal right now. Come on now. I know I'm messing with the golden calf, but you've got to tear it down. Tear only way you're going to have the fire fall on the altar is if you fill it with what's been growing in your life take care of the grove and the grove will fuel the fire i pray that before this service is over that there are young people that will sacrifice their time that there are parents that will put things on the altar tonight and you would let the fire of the Holy Ghost consume them and that they would never be picked up off the altar again that they would be turned to ashes and never be returned to from this day forward because I'm telling you what God spoke to us about this morning it doesn't just happen it takes somebody willing to say Lord I'm going to go beyond what is comfortable and what is easy and what is status quo does anybody really want to be used by God we got to find an altar and we've got to put the things that we have allowed to grow in our lives upon that altar so 
Would you lift your hands right now and let the Holy Ghost minister for a moment? like God is speaking to some people right now some things you're going to lay on the altar tonight God's talking to some people on some things that you're going to put on the altar tonight and it's going to become a fresh conviction in your life you're going to tear some high things down come on somebody you're going to pull some high things down some things that have been exalting itself against the Lord you're saying it's coming down tonight you won't, you won't exalt yourself against the Lord another day in my life. You're coming down and you're dying on the altar. Lift our hands and let's reverence the, the word of the Lord right now. That's it. Come on, let's reverence the presence of the Lord right now. I want you to let the Lord speak to you right now. We're going to go on in just a moment. But God is speaking to people things that are going to go on an altar tonight to never live again. You need, you need to let the Lord minister to your heart right now. Let the Lord minister to your heart right now. What is it? What do you've got to put on the altar? What is it that you have to sacrifice? Are you willing now? Come on. They named Gideon the one that contends with Baal. 
Are you willing to contend with the God of this world? Uh, when Gideon, when Gideon tore the altar down and he built built the, the new altar and the, and the presence of God fell on it. He said, all right, Gideon, now I'm ready for you to assemble my troops. The word of the Lord says that Gideon blew the trumpet and it went all the way to Abizar. He said, and they all began to gather from all over, all over. They began to gather because they heard the sound of war and they showed up. They all began to show up and the Lord said, there's too many here. He said, he said, if everybody here goes to battle, y'all are going to say we did it by our own might. We wonder why everything happened like it's been happening. God was showing his church one more time. I'm going to get the glory. I'm going to get the glory. The glory is not Dylan's and the glory is not yours. All we are are reflectors of the one who did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. So as I talked about today, as he assembled the troops, the Lord said, there's too many. He said, you're going to have to, you're going to have to weed some of these men out. And the first place that he takes them to was to the water. He said, I want you to see how they handle the flow. See how they handle the flow, Gideon. Those that are looking unto the horizon and won't take their eyes off what is to come. Those are the ones that I can use. Those that grab the water and bring it up to them and are looking for what's to come. What's to come. What? Not those that are distracted by what's beneath them. And he said, those that lower themselves to the water, he said, they are as dogs. Whenever he referenced an earthly beast or, or, or an earthly animal, he's saying it's a fleshly way to handle it. The flesh says, take your eyes off of the horizon. Take your eyes off of what's important. Look down and get ease with the flow. But those that are hungry, bring the flow up to them and say, what's going on over the next? God, what are you about to do? I know you brought me to this water, but I'm just going to keep looking. It's not time to get distracted. It's not time to get caught up. Uh, come on. Uh, it's, did anybody here hear what I preached this morning? Uh, you're going uh, to the birthplace. Uh, I know it's easy to get comfortable in Raboth, uh, but Beersheba is calling. You've got to be handling the flow while looking onto tomorrow. What's God going to do? When is it going to happen? I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. Don't get bestial with the flow. Don't get earthly with how you handle the flow. Those are the ones that God sends home. Can't use you. You weren't caught up in the moment you weren't looking you weren't perceiving what I'm trying to do look forward anybody hear the word of the Lord 
Lift up your head. Quit looking down. Quit getting caught up in the present. Quit getting caught up in the media. Quit getting caught up in the world. Quit getting caught up in everything that's going on. I don't care what Biden or Kamala or the Republican or the Democrats are doing. I am not of this kingdom. I'm not looking at the water. I've got my eyes on the horizon. What's the next move, Lord? What's the next move? What do you have for me, God? What? preached about it this morning the second thing the fearful had to go home those that were fearful you don't make the cut be careful when comfort sets in and you see other people moving on God may have sent you home from the battle he said they're going home home is the place of comfort be careful when you start feeling comfortable and everybody else is on fire around you You better hear what I just said. Be careful. When you feel comfortable and you can perceive everybody else is on fire doing something for God. Uh, I won't let fear rob me now. I won't let depression rob me now. I won't let anxiety rob me now. You know what I feel like the national or, or the natural response to fear is? Aggression. I could be wrong, but I felt like I, that kind of quick. The natural response to fear is to lash out in aggression. Why else do you think everybody's getting aggressive about everything? Oh, they're, they're lashing out. They're aggressive. You're in the airports and they're aggressive in how they talk to you. You're at the market and they don't understand. All they feel is fear. That's why the fearful have got to go home. <laughs> but I feel some faith rising. Come on, you're not going to be fearful after tonight. You're not going to be caught up in fear after tonight. You better hear me. God's not going to let you be caught up in fear after tonight. It's going to be severed. Because God is going to send a feller forth. And when the feller goes forth, he knows how to take by the swift hand of a sharpened tool and the understanding of how to use the power with the tool, how to sever things that stand in front of him. Why else do you think when Gideon looked and saw the people as the grasshoppers? Anybody else probably would have run in fear. Gideon just needed to go down to the camp, put his ear to hear what the enemy was saying. You ought to hear the echoes of the supernatural around us. We're so caught up in fear right now, we can't hear what they're saying about us. Hello, somebody. They feel safe when they come here. They feel a wholeness when they come here. So he gets the understanding God's going to do this work. He says, all right, men, gather the armies. Now it's just him and a few hundred. He says, now take the pictures. Take the lamps. He said, at the sound of the shout, you will hear the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And shout with all and break your pitchers. I always wondered. I get the sword. I get the lamp. It's nighttime. But why pitchers? 
noise, distorting their, their, their mind. They don't really know. But why the pictures? What they would do in times of old is kings would write the names of their upcoming opponents on pictures. And then they would stand in front of their army and they would watch their army, make their army watch them shatter the pictures with the name of their foe upon them. And when they saw the name of their enemy shatter at their feet, the king would say, that's what's really about to happen to who we're going to battle with. Those that had the name. So Gideon wrote Midian. And when he smashed the pitchers, they understood Midian's about to crumble at our feet. Midian is about to be severed from us. So tonight, we're about to write some stuff on some pictures. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to sever some things from our life. And you're going to see something in the physical that is going to represent what God is doing in the spiritual. We're going to write some things on some pictures that we have been battling. And as we begin to write, uh, we are going to shatter these pictures. And when you see them shatter in the physical, you will understand uh, that is what God uh, is doing uh, in the supernatural. Uh, Let me just go ahead and write a few of the enemies that I know that have been coming against the church. Is that all right? Are we all right? Do we have time for this tonight? That first enemy that I've been feeling depressing. Thank the Lord for a pocket. That's the thing that I know that has been crippling so many of us in our churches as I travel. And I look into the eyes of people, good people, faithful people. I see depression riddling them. I see depression crippling them. It would shock you. It would shock you, the people sitting beside you that have contemplated suicide this year. It would shock you, the strong people. People you would never even think that would contemplate or even try. But the Lord saved them from themselves that have tried to take their life in 2020 and 2021. Hello, somebody. It's all right. It's supposed to get quiet. God's working right now. Depression. Suicidal thinking. Tell you one that I sleepless nights. Can't sleep. Mind is racing. Mind is racing. Tossing and turning. Anxiety. There's another big one that's after the people's minds right now. Anxiety medication coming across counters at a rate that we've never seen before. Suicidal thinking like we've never seen before. Spousal abuse like we've never seen before. But today, if you will put your faith in God and understand that God has destined this day to be a day of severing and tearing down, you can walk out of this place free from what has been holding you. 
And in just a moment, you're going to see a physical representation of the spiritual act that God is going to do. And in the physical, these pots are going to shatter. But in the spiritual, your devil is going to be severed from you. I feel the shaking. I feel the shake. I feel what Chuck Yeager, when we talk, what he began to feel right there before he broke that barrier. There's a shaking in this house. There's a barrier of the supernatural that will be broken tonight. Of the people that are in this room that have been fighting things. Uh, that you haven't been honest with yourself. Uh, but God knows what you have been fighting. Uh, and if I can look into your eye, the Lord is ministering to some of you right now. Telling you the battle is not yours like they sang. Uh, it is mine. Uh, that's why the Lord moved in here and spoke by a prophetic word. Uh, and we begin to reverence uh, so that you can let God know the idols are less important than the work that you have for me and now God is saying I am here to sever the stronghold that has had your family ah there's freedom in this house tonight there's liberty in this house tonight there's a severing I feel the shaking right before the breaking I feel the quickening right before the severing we have two big pots and we have 12 sharpies I'm going to ask you right now, who has something they want to be broken today, right now? Who has something you want to see crumble at your feet in the spiritual? As a reflection of it crumbling at your feet in the supernatural. Come on. You can act like you've got it all together. You're lying to yourself and you think you're fooling God. Go ahead. Act like you've got it. Go ahead. But I'm telling you, if you will allow God to sever the thing that has held you back tonight, you will leave this place free. Come on. We've got 12 Sharpies, two pots. Let's form two lines. I don't care how long this takes. Because when we are done here, there's going to be a severing in the supernatural. I need my prayer warriors to lift your hands right now. I need my spiritual warriors to lift your hands right now. And I need you to begin to go to battle against the things of the world that are trying to tell some folks uh, in the chairs right now. No, don't you dare go up there. You do have it all together. You're strong. No, we are going to sever the enemy tonight. Come on, come on. There's some of y'all in the back right now. You're going to sit back there and you're going to act like you ain't got nothing wrong. 
and you're going to go home and you're going to go to sleep tonight and you're going to be tormented in your mind and you're going to say, boy, I wish I would have. Go ahead. I need my prayer warriors to lift your hands right now. After you write something on that pot, I need you to lift your hands and begin to intercede on behalf of those that haven't moved yet. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a shaking. There's a shaking. There's a shaking. I feel a little like Paul and Silas. The earthquake beginning to come into the jailhouse to sever those chains and to open the prison doors. You need I feel a quickening in the spirit tonight. Come on. The feller is about to go forth. The God of heaven and earth. Come on, after you write it, make a place of prayer and lift your hands and begin to build your faith right now. Come on, begin to talk to yourself. God's about to break it off of my life. God's about to break it off of my family. God's about to take it out of my home. God's about to take it out of my city. You're not just writing. You're saying in faith, I'm going home without it. Hear me. You're not just putting words on a pot. You're writing in faith, telling God, I have no doubt that as it is broken in the physical, so shall it be broken in the spiritual. Come on, we're not doing this just for vain sake. This is faith saying I'm not leaving here like I came. I'm not leaving here until it breaks off of my life. There's a severing. There's a... Come on, guest that is here. All you've got to do uh, is write your struggle on that and God will free you uh, and he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. You'll leave this place forever changed. Come on. Come on. Two at a time. Come on. Two at a We've got more than one Sharpie. We can do two and three at a time. Come on. We're going to write it on the wall. And we're going to watch it break. We're going to write it on there. And we're going to watch it die. Come on. Once you're done writing, I need your hands up. And I need you to begin to intercede right now. When you're done writing, don't just stand there like a statue. Begin to intercede. It's leaving my life. It's leaving my family. It's there. It is. Come on. There's a severing. The shaking is here before you break the sound barrier.
I'm telling you addictions will be broken tonight. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, I feel this right now. Addictions will be broken tonight. There will be addictions broke tonight. Uh, You will leave this place uh, without crippling anxiety after tonight. Uh, You will leave this place uh, and your mind will be free from the depression uh, that has had you bound. Uh, You will leave this place full of the joy of the Lord. Come on. Right on top of another word. Do whatever you got to do. But when you're done, I need your hands lifted. And you've got to start elevating the faith in the house. Come on. Push. Push. Push here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Begin to call upon the name of the Lord. I need every person that knows how to war in the spirit to release it right now. And I need you to go to war on behalf of the saints right now. I need every intercessor that has the gift of intercession to release it out of your belly right now. And let intercession rise in this house. Yes, yes. Come on. I'm calling on those faithful saints uh, that don't want to let anybody know that something's wrong and you've been fighting hard. You're leaving this place whole. You're leaving this place delivered. You're leaving this place set free. I know you're weary. I know you're tired. But God is here to sever. God. Come on, don't stop praying. Just because I get quiet, I need you. I need you to be using your voice. Come on. Come on, keep pressing in, saint of God. Come on, keep pressing in, child of God. Come on, keep going in.
Somebody here has been in your prayer closet asking why God. And God's about to show you it was for the purpose of my kingdom. But tonight, I will free you. I will deliver you. I will set you free. Come on. Come on. I need every young man in this room to be what the Bible calls you. The men of war. And begin to war. I need every young lady to let that glory come down off your head. And begin to call angels into this room. And begin to prophesy. I need the sons and the daughters to open their mouths and speak. I need the elders to have your visions. I need generations to join. I feel the shaking of the breaking. Yes, come on. Come on, come on. I see you on the side of the wall. I see you battling. I see you in the back with your head down. Nobody sees me. Nobody feels what I'm going through. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, it's coming down. I'm telling you under the anointing of Almighty God, it shall be severed. It shall be severed. The feeble cry of weariness uh, will be answered tonight. Uh, the feeble cry of weariness uh, will be answered tonight. Uh, your weary bones uh, will find rest uh, under the wings of the Almighty God. Anybody else? You better get it on the pot. You better watch it get broken. I'm going to pull a little bit longer. I feel like there's just a few more. You've been waiting or you didn't get it all down. You need to get it on the pot because after tonight, it's not living. It's not going home. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know you're supposed to have it all together and you're not supposed to admit something's wrong, but you better get down here and you better let God fight your battle tonight. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Reke atalabasha. 
Come on, that's it. Right over another word. That's all right. Just get it on the pot. Right on the inside of it. Right on the outside of it. But please, saint of God, don't go home to that depression. Uh, but please, child of the Most High, don't go home to that addiction. Uh, but please, guest, uh, don't go home living the way uh, you used to. No, no, no. Uh, the battle is not yours. Uh, it's the Lord's. Uh, it's the Lord's. Uh, I said, it's the Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anybody feel that in here? That's the shaking. <laughs> That's the shaking that we've been feeling today. But we're about to break through on the smoother waters. Because when we get through that barrier, when we cross into that new dimension, there's going to be a liberty there. There's going to be a freedom there. There's going to be a smooth water there. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. Rotondo Robohoshehe. Randarabahasaha. I don't care if you've got to make six trips up here. You don't go home until it's done. I don't care if you've got to write an epistle on that pot. You don't go home until you know you're going home free and free indeed. Let's lift our hands. We're almost done. Let's lift our hands. Let's ask the Lord to minister right now. Come on, build our faith. Come on, you've got to see it right now. You've got to see yourself now without that anxiety. You've got to feel yourself right now without that heartache. You've got to feel yourself right now without that brokenness. You've got to feel yourself right now without that depression. 
You've got to fill yourself right now without that thought process. Come on. The ministering has begun. It's starting right now and it's about to be severed forever. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Now we have to remember, this is a physical representation of what's going to happen in the spiritual. There is no power in breaking the pots. The power is in you had faith to believe that as that is broken, so shall your enemy be broken at your feet. I said your enemy shall be broken tonight at your feet I said the enemy tonight it shall be broken when those break so is the severing of what has had you bound and what has held you back and what has stopped you and what has crippled you it's going to be broken along with it you need to let your faith believe that right now The prayers have already gone forth. There are angels in this room right now. You need to believe what I'm saying. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. The fight is not yours. It's the Lord's. The Bible says, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, they shouted with everything. With all. Now look. If you're going to do your pretty shout, that's not what the Bible said. With everything. I don't have much of a voice left, but if I've got to shout until I don't have one tonight, I'm not leaving here until I know I'm free. Until you see it flee, don't stop shouting. Come on, do you believe it? Do you believe that what you just did is really about to happen? You feel that faith right there? That's the severing. That's the breaking. I asked Pastor Myers, he's going to speak the word of faith. And when you hear in Jesus' name, I'm going to shatter those vessels. And when they shatter, you've got to shout with everything. You may have to ask for a little bit of room for the person next to you. But I'm telling you, don't hold back. Do not hold back. You've got to let it all go. Come on, loosen your tie, man. 
Lucy, set your purse down, ma'am. Come on, kick your heels off if you've got to. But we're coming out of this place free. You're leaving free. Brother Morgan referenced breaking the sound barrier. Most people may not know this, but the day before Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier in that X-1 aircraft, he was riding a horse. He fell off the horse and tore his shoulder. And the way they were going to break the sound barrier was that X-1 aircraft was attached to the belly of another plane so he didn't have to use any fuel to take off. All the fuel would be used to try to break the sound barrier. But he had to use his left arm to close that hatch when they dropped him down in the belly of that plane. He would not tell his supervisors because he knew they would pull him from that flight. And they were on the verge of breaking the sound barrier and everybody wanted to be the pilot that would break the sound barrier. So he said, what am I going to do? I cannot close that hatch. He could not lift his arm. He had tore his shoulder riding a horse the day before. He said, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to do this. So he tore off and cut a piece of a broom handle about that long. And he stuck it down in his flight suit, did not tell anyone. And he figured out how he could do it. When they dropped him down in that aircraft, he reused his left hand, his right hand, and reached over. And he took out that piece of broom handle and he put it over there. And with his other arm, he was able to latch that thing shut. And not even hardly being able to use his left arm, he hung on with one hand as long as he could until he punched through that whole thing, breaking apart. They did not know whether or not it would even disintegrate. But he held on with a broom handle and with one hand until that thing finally punched through. The point is, if you want to break through, you can. you got to find a way. You can use every excuse. You can blame everybody else. Or you can say, today is my day. Tonight is my night. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I am free. I am free.
you to shout. What do it now?
to another. You need to do what you feel right now. The gifts of the Spirit are here. You need to operate in the gifts. Come on, I know we've been here for a while, but God is doing a complete work.